Moto One Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Creative Riding, the motorcycle podcast that brings you two-wheel topics from around the globe. Tonight's show is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, go to www.patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out more. Now, to our regularly scheduled show, show, It looked like sand. Oh, you almost spit. It's the kratom. I said kratom. It tastes like dirt. <laughs> it looks like dirt. But it's not as cheap as dirt. <laughs> All right, everybody. Yes, you are right. And oh, oh that God. did sound like a fart. That did. Let's hear that sounding kind of can. Oh, my God. That was, that was Jay's spine. God damn, this seat is very uncomfortable. Oh, do you want a different one? No, it's all good. I got a better one. I'm just getting old. I had my birthday last week. Oh, yeah. Happy cake day, as they say on the internet. Yeah. 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 How old are you now? Uh, Too old. Yep. Too old. I didn't want to say With all of these motorcycle accidents, my my physical age is double, essentially, because I already have arthritis in, like, fucking every joint. Are we recording right now? No. Oh. Just kidding, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have like arthritis in every every joint and I'm I'm developing this really and I'm really concerned about it. This really painful, I think I've mentioned it before, like this nodule on my right thumb. And last night, um, it was just throbbing when I was trying to go to sleep. So I'm worried that I don't know if it's like uh just like uh, arthritis or like Dude. maybe stiffness, but it's like I when I look at my two thumbs, I can tell that my right thumb is larger in the joint than the left one. You yeah. gotta pull that um you gotta get that thumb <laughs> out of your bum once in a while. Yeah, no, I know. It's just everything is falling apart, you know. And it's just like the the longer I'm have all this downtime, the more my body's been aching because I'm not I'm not working. I don't have that distraction, so I'm like I'm at home. I'm doing like my art and stuff, but I still have more time to be like, oh, my knees hurt. Oh, my foot hurts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, before I would just like, I was a workaholic, so I could just always be throwing myself into moving around physically. And then when I'm moving around, I'm not hurting as much. It's always when I stop, you know. I know. My wife started working out again, and, I, and she's like, oh, my God, I'm going to hurt in a couple of days. I'm like, no, you're going to hurt if you don't keep working yep. out in a couple exactly. days. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I was like, I was working out two to three times a week at the gym. I was working at my two jobs, which, you know, I had to travel a lot for one of them. So that's a lot of physical effort. And then um, my other one, I was like, you know, using chop saws and woodworking tools. So I was always on my feet and moving and lifting and stretching and carrying stuff. So I went from all of that stuff to like 
sitting in a lazy boy all day. <laughs> Dude, for yeah. real. The struggle is real. And I remember when I went from um, working in a shop to sitting at a desk, like it was awful, dude. It was legitimately Well, that was the, the thing. Like um, when I graduated college, I was always like, I could either, I knew I could get a good job that paid well, like in the office world. But I was like, I can't be a desk job, jockey. I just, it was like, sounded like torture to me. It just made my skin crawl, which is why I wound up in, in retail because I was like always on my feet and I was like doing stuff physically. And, you know, that's why I'm broke as a joke right now because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't choose like the wealthy pencil pushing desk jock- jockey route. But ah, I don't regret it. I think it's it's been worth it. Hashtag... No, it hasn't. <laughs> All right, everybody. I am sorry. I'm I'm not involved right now very much. I am trying to send out a little, what's it called, to our We're patrons. We're sending out emails, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to invite some people to our patron Patreon <laughs> chat. If you would like to become a member of Patreon, guess what? It's slide easy. Slide into the DMs, slide yo. Slide into the DMs. Come on. It's as easy as going to patreon.com forward slash creative writing. Or look up Creative Writing Podcast wherever you get your cereal. Um, I do want to say we have a disclaimer for this week's show now that we've been talking for like five minutes. Um, Disclaimer. The views and onions, just kidding, the opinions of the participants (laughs) of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast are those of the participants. They don't reflect the policy, position, or opinions of Creative Writing, Moto One Podcast Network, or its affiliates. Any opinion is the respective participants and is not intended to blind anyone or anything, even three-wheeled vehicle drivers. Did you say it, we're not intended to blind anyone? And we will not be <laughs> taking off our clothes because we would definitely blind you. Uh, that would be interesting to see a podcast blind someone. Looking at me directly or in the in the eyes or standing behind me when that happens is guaranteed to blind you. Yeah, so that's our new disclaimer that Moto One network is making us uh, say but did you see they do they corporate do it for real corporate antics i heard they might have been given like who do those suits think they are man they're just living up there in the suite telling us what we can and can't do yeah we're gonna get them we're, we're gonna get them back that room over by the supply closet we're, we're supposed to fight the man not supposed to follow the rules not the be man the man said. <laughs> oh man that's too many mans for me to think about. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's uh, oh boy. Hang on, you do a little chitty chat while I get this sucker in here. We're gonna we're gonna get a patron in here Chitty-chitty to chat with us tonight because Wiggins is um, MIA. I think he got killed after uh, this last week's um, Moto well, Campout. Like, uh, you know, he's got a new job every other week, so he's gotta <laughs> you know make a good impression at this new job, uh, <laughs> and then he's gotta get his next job lined up. <laughs> I love you, Wiggins. I'm just talking. I'm talking smack. Just kidding. <laughs> no, he did. I, I I did make that joke too, where he uh he definitely. Well, so they texted him. I was like, how many jobs have you had like in the last six months? I feel like he's had like six of them. Yeah. He um he has had six of them, and um he's making six times more money than all of us. Just kidding. That's not how that works. <laughs> um yeah no he um I'm getting a patron to come in right now. I think it's gonna be someone who no one's ever heard of before. Um but yeah the. He can't be here tonight, and I'm sure it's because he had too much fun at the camp out the other day. Uh, they were drifting and sliding. I saw they had like a uh, a limbo yeah. set up, and oh man, that was looking so much fun. 
I want to do that out here on my street, but the fact that there's a barbed wire factory right next door, it probably wouldn't go too hot. <laughs> I, I, I was like considering it because I'm like, okay, if I get better to go, get, like recover enough to go next year, I'm just, I'm just really anxious now after this last an- accident and all of the complications with having the hardware in my leg. I would be too. It just makes me nervous. I would be too. I'm like, I want to do it so bad. So it's like way, I'm like way doing this kind of like uh, cost benefit analysis in my mind. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And I, I would too after, because you're not even fully healed yet. And I think it might be because you aren't taking it easy. And so imagine I'm like. taking it so easy. I don't know what you're talking about. You're taking it easy <laughs> for yourself. You're not taking it easy with the doctor. If you tell the doctor what now you're, you're doing. You're starting to sound like Ashley. He'd be like. We need to put her down. Sorry, we had to do it. No, for real. Like I, um, I have been watching people that were. Uh, did I send you that guy? I sent you that guy that had the uh, smagical or whatever his um, Instagram tag is. Smage. Um, God, what the hell was it? He jumped something and like smashed his spine. Ooh. Do you remember that? I sent. I think I Instagram. I've seen you his so many. Okay. Oh yeah, was that the guy in the the wheelchair? Right. And well, he, then he was doing he like- wasn't in a wheelchair. He was inspired by that dude in the wheelchair because he wasn't. He was in the. He was like a paraplegic. Right. After right. that, he launched a side by side, and it came down wrong and flipped forty seven times. Oof. And then, well, I forget how long he was a paraplegic for, but he well, can you recover from being a paraplegic? dude? He's on. He rode a motorcycle and. Uh, did he was he was the but guy? But he's still and, a paraplegic, right? Because well, no, like, no, 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 that no. Like a permanent condition. Well, it's while you're that, it's like a vegetative state. You're a vegetable while you're a vegetable, and if you pull <laughs> out of it, all, you're not a vegetable anymore. Yeah. You know. So he, I forget how long it took him to recover, but dude, he was on the ground doing um, like uh, bench presses with like two pound weights, and he's like, dude, this is so good for me. I get to move up to the fives, and he was doing fives, mm-hmm. and he's totally shaken, but. Yeah. He was doing like five pounds, that's and I was a like, "Huge, like, crazy, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, it's crazy." And then he was doing, he was just doing wheelies, and um, hell yeah, he rode in a competition like this last weekend, and it's been like one, it's been one year since he got so busted up that he was a paraplegic for a little bit, and so I was just like, "Man, it takes a long time to heal," but if he did it. <laughs> From yeah. that, I'm like, you should. Well, the thing that's crazy is like I saw. I had actually had a checkup today, so I saw the doctor, and I've gotten in the last week. Did they I, check you for fleas and heartworms and all? Oh that yeah, stuff? I got all of the fleas. I mean, I have <laughs> no. like four cats. Come on now. No. <laughs> um, so I had an MRI, a CAT scan, and X-rays done last week. So I just got shot full of radiation. So wow. next year I'm gonna have cancer. But <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then we can do the fuck cancer ride, and we'll be all good. Um, but yeah, so I got shot full of radiation, and um, the the interesting thing is he the I'm kind of torn about like with the whole writing thing because the 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 plate did get bent, like the the fixator on mm-hmm. the a. Walker. What's up, buddy? But the the plate did it did get bent, like you can tell. It has a slight angle to it. But I've been thinking about it, and kind of I think I agree with what the original ER doctor said. Is he was like that plate actually 
kept your leg intact. Yeah. Because if it wasn't there, it probably would have, the break would have been worse and probably might have even been a compound fracture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because, like, but is my, it bent now? Do you have to get it taken off? And no, like no, it's not bent to the degree that it's going to negatively affect. Because he said it's like it's like eight or nine degrees, but like nothing that's significant enough that I'm just like walking bow-legged or whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. my it's not like a ninety-degree angle, <laughs> you know. Or, that would or be kind of rad if it angle. was. Though. Yeah, be... That would be gnarly. <laughs> I, yeah, I would have to really adapt to ride a motorcycle that way, but um. Yeah, because that was always my fear, my nightmares. I would literally have, like, wake up in cold sweats, just, like, w- having this nightmare about getting hit on my right side where the where the plate is, and then just, like, I would have dreams that my leg would be amputated. Like, that was, like, a really, a fear, a consistent... <laughs> you think they would do that, amputate your leg? Well, that was my fear. I mean, I don't know. Um, that was just my, my nightmare. Yeah. Is because because of the hardware in there, um, I just in my in my dream I would get smashed, yeah. and because of that plate, it would just kind of like break the bone and then like come out of my leg. It was the nightmares were really really bad, and so in the dream, I had to lose my leg. So that was always that's kind of like a a, a paranoia or an anxiety I've carried with me ever since. Ever since I had that really bad accident. Yeah. Trying to get on the call here. (laughs) Can you hear us now? Can you hear us? All right. So let's do this. We, uh, we're done screwing around with discord. I apologize and I don't know what's going on, but, um, apparently the discord E that's in there now can't hear us. Um, although we could hear him and we are lighting up indicating that we are making noise on there that people should be able to hear. So I don't know if it's a hardware problem on who's in. So we'll figure it out. It might be discord too. Who knows? Um, We'll figure this baby out. All right, let's get into this week's show. Uh, First off, I wanted to say thank you, patrons. Thanks for everybody who's been um, contributing to Jay's uh, financial well-being. And thank you to everybody who has been uh, supporting Patreon. Um, I did want to thank Chad, Chuck, Corey, Dan, Jerry, John, Lance, Mr. Ray, Matt, Narissa, and Paul, and also Chris and Rob for their prior support. And thank you to everybody for helping creative writing stay on the air, basically. Um, If you want to become a patron, like we said, go to uh, www.patreon.com forward slash creative writing and um, check it out. We're going to get this Discord thing figured out. We also got some other stuff that uh, should be coming down the pipes for patrons. And I'm going to try and like take their advice and like maybe redo the tiers. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, First things first, uh, Wiggs, like we said, is out. Um, working one of his 14 jobs. What if he's a stripper now and he just hasn't told us? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not like it's impossible. He's got that hair. I mean, he's got I that, know hair. that. You ever seen him work it side to side and flip it? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, he's got that hair flipped down. I think yeah. that was the first time I met you guys was at Lucky Wills. Yeah. And there was that one. Um, Jim, Jim was, was there, there with his wig. And that was then, a wig? Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wasn't supposed to give it away. I guess. And, uh, I didn't know. And, and then the, Narissa took the doing video her, yeah. of them doing their hair flip. Yeah. That, was, that was great. They had it down. So, uh, yeah. So, Wigs ain't here, but Jay's here. We got a word of the week, and we're going to do it. We're going to pick it right now. I'm going to let Jay pick it, 
Stall while I grab the So there's this word, (laughs) and it has letters in it. And generally, when you put the letters together, they make sounds, and you move your lips, and then you enunciate them. And then this particular word is going to have a punishment attached to it. So if somebody says it, they will be subjected to some horrible, torturous punishment like a fart in a jar. I see a jar over there, which I'm scared because you mentioned about smells. Am I supposed to read this? Yep. Drum roll. Ooh, hot. Hot is the word of the week. So if anybody says the word hot... What what is the punishment here? I, I let's see. I wonder. Hmm. What would be a good punishment? Oh, there's somebody driving up behind us. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What would be a good punishment? Something about pickles. What if you had like a really really stinky, sour tasting pickle, and you had to eat that. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. Clobman's doesn't make bad no, pickles. No, there's got to be. And they are our pickle sponsor. And it's they fun. don't make they, they don't make substandard pickles. Here's how it's going to work. Uh, when I ring the bell is when it's officially going to start. Oh, there's going to be a bell. Yeah. Okay. That later. <laughs> All right. After this bell, uh, the word hot is in the show. It's in circulation. And what's going to happen is that when we say it, if anybody says it, if anybody is stupid enough to say the word H-O-T put together, um, then we're going to have to pull a punishment then. And it could be, it might not be so or, bad. Or it might do, be awful. what if we don't realize that we said it? Do, do the patrons then, have yeah, to, to if, if, let us know? If we don't realize that we said it, because we were just like so... The, in that the, word we were, is a good one. We were in a quote, we haven't rung the bell yet, we were in a hot debate, <laughs> um, and we say it, and then the patrons give us a timestamp and we go back and listen to it, we have to give them something. Okay. Oh, yeah. And by the way, uh, well, let's do it now. The word is effective. We can't say it. And I'm going to put it up here so we remember, uh, so we see it right here in front of us because, you know, it might get a little warm in here. (laughs) Zing. Yeah. Today was a very warm day in sunny Southern California. Yeah. Beautiful uh, weather. We shouldn't brag. Shh, don't, don't. Just oh, sorry, sorry. Tell them how it was just cold gorgeous. And terrible and, it was. You know, the sun was out. Um, all these <laughs> fires. I think there was another fire actually. The sky was super brown out toward the east. It's and not s- as bad as it was a couple weeks ago. Like two, the week that, um, with the the week of my birthday, it was the smoke was so bad that it had bl- it was blowing down even to to Long Beach yeah. area. Well, because the Santa Anas was blowing everything yeah. west. Yeah, it was so bad that Ashley and I had to. We were inside indoors and we had to wear like a face mask. Yeah, because it was just so bad, and I was getting. I'm really sensitive to to smells. I have really sensitive sinus issues. And Uh-oh. so it was just like I was getting a gnarly, gnarly headache. I hope it. we don't have a, uh, a punishment that deals with smell then. No, I, I had to have someone host Spooky Spokes for me because I couldn't even talk. I was like, and they're like, all right, I'll do it for you. Um, so, yes, it was, uh, it has been warm, but not as warm. Uh, be, now the Santa Anas have kind of, 
they're like deciding. They're here one day, not the next, which means they're like turning irregular, which means that we may be entering some cooler weather, which would be nice for us. Yeah, now that the time change happens, I get all depressed now. It's like it's so dark so quickly. It sucks. I think that it's one of the dumbest things for people to do. Aren't they going to vote on it? They are going to vote vote on on it it. because somebody has done some research and they found out that guess what is good for your body? Your natural circadian rhythms. And, uh, you know, Arizona and Hawaii don't even... Do it, and I'm not sure there might be some other states. Yeah, that don't I think do it. there's a couple of other states that don't yeah. do it. I mean, it's they don't do silly. most. They don't do most things, but uh, they also don't do daylight savings time. And I think it's silly with with you know get up an hour earlier if you're if you're in agriculture and it depends on you know they, they, well, they were saying that it doesn't even matter anymore. Like with yeah. the agriculture, that it actually yeah. doesn't like affect the whole because ag- of all of the technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, it's not like the whole lights, world. Yeah. yeah, gets up now. It doesn't. You know. Yeah, it doesn't. So it's, in my yeah, opinion. it's not. You. It's not useful. It's, yeah, so. it actually makes me crankier this time of year because I lose an hour of sleep, and one day isn't enough to get it back before work starts. And then the dogs and the kids don't. <laughs> it's not like you flip a switch, you push the on button, and all of a sudden daylight yeah. saving times mode is on, and like everyone's getting up an hour earlier because it's awesome, and it's colder in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, who wants to get up an hour earlier when it's also colder? Yeah, no, it really sucks. Earlier. I have this thing that I've noticed recently because I've been trying to like be more self aware, and I've noticed that, especially, I think I started noticing this last year, is once October hits, I like hit like this really bad depression you have seasonal effect disorder dude. well i don't know if it's seasonal i don't know what it is like i don't feel like it is but you feel do you only feel this way when it's cold too uh no i never associated it with cold i just i'm not sure maybe I, i just know that when october hits i get like really depressed yeah until like February. All right. Well, let's talk about this. Let's break this down because that <laughs> yeah. does sound like seasonal effect disorder to me, but it also sounds like I, I think it has something to do with the, crappy the light. happened. Yeah. Okay. That is part of seasonal effect disorder, I think, because yeah, there is less light. Your body might be more sensitive to vitamin D than yeah. Other people's well, the bodies. thing is, is like um, when, especially when I was commuting to work from downtown LA, once the time change happened, my commute doubled in stress because Hmm. at least when I was coming home during the daylight, I have more visibility. I felt more comfortable just as far as, you know, having daylight versus riding at night when you're commuting, it makes such a difference. Yeah. Oh, for sure. When I was riding down to your house the other night and and it was a little chilly. I mean, I'm not, I shouldn't even say that people are throwing their cans (laughs) at the, at their phones right now. It wasn't chilly it was chilly by California standards and maybe Southern uh, Texas standards. It was not chilly by anybody else's right, standards, right. but it was just chilly and a little dark out there. And it's not like your motorcycle headlight illuminates the whole entire freeway and every single crack. And what you do have is like 80,000 car lights behind you illuminating all that shit. And it makes you aware that there's so many people oh, behind yeah. you. Like yeah, in the daytime, you can so forget much about more that. Things that are distracting because, yeah. you know, especially cars nowadays, they have way brighter lights. Yeah. And so they're I'm kind con- of blue and they like, yep, they're exactly. very bright. So I'm yeah. constantly getting blinded. I can't, sometimes I can't tell how close somebody is. And so on top of that, you know, adding in that I'm commuting, so I'm getting home, so I'm tired, I'm exhausted from working like maybe a 10-hour day between my two jobs, traveling all over LA. And so once the time change hit and then I would leave work and it would be dark, I would just get like so much more like anxious and depressed and uh, 
Yeah, so this, yeah, I'm not a big fan of this time. Yeah, here. no, and it's it makes sense. And your the amount of light that hits your body and your eyes does affect some people more than others. And you get vitamin D from light. And to top it all off, all of us have this reptilian brain which says, "Hey, hide or like seek shelter when it's dark." Most of us, I shouldn't say that all of us, but most of us, because I used to actually like nighttime a lot, but. Um, a lot of uh, some part of your brain is just telling you like this is the time to shut down and chill and it's dangerous. Well, the thing is, is like, um, and it's funny because with the time change recently, I think it was what last Saturday, it actually uh, worked in my favor because I was working on one of my art commissions, and then I looked at the clock and I was like, oh sweet, I like gained it. like I have another hour. Oh, okay, <laughs> right, know? right, right. Because it was supposed to be like two o'clock and then it was like one o'clock. Yeah. Like, okay, sweet. So yeah. I, I got another hour to work on it, which was funny. But um yeah, it's just uh it, it throws everything off. I yeah. hate it. Well you know, I think the people that are actually afraid of the dark are the ones that survived better. Just like people that see something like a shadow on the ground and look up. Those ones are the ones that survived because the people that didn't look up got eaten by these. I forget what they're called, but they're those giant eagles that used to eat like people. <laughs> and <laughs> so uh, and uh, yeah, there's some sort Pterodactyls? of no. There's some sort of eagle that used to be about like four feet tall or five feet tall, and uh, they found this little kid that had like scratch marks in his eye sockets. Some mm. little Neanderthal kid. And they were like, yeah, this kid didn't look up apparently. But like <laughs> the human thing to like look up when you see a shadow is mm-hmm. like an instinctive thing from way back in your lizard brain where like you would be looking for predators. And so to be afraid of the dark is actually you're more um, – you're more uh, – It's like a survival tactic. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like you're I'm gonna not be afraid one of the, ones of the that dark survives at all. The apocaly- apocalypse. The irony is like I actually do enjoy nighttime, especially as an artist because yeah. – I've tried so hard. Like, I'll get up early, and then I'll be like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to work on my art stuff. And I just, I get so distracted during the daytime. But once it starts to get dark and I'm in my art mode, like, around, like, 1 a.m. is, like, I'm in my zone. So that's, in that respect, it doesn't bother me. It's just, like, when it comes to writing, like, at night and, like, the, the commute element. You know what? When I ride, too, I look so far ahead of me that at nighttime, it's, like, pointless. You're just staring into bl- pitch blackness. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, I hate only being able to see 25 feet in front of me, well, especially on the freeway. Well, the thing is, like, uh, coming over here, I had to take a lot of city streets because there was some traffic. And um, I kind of had, like, my PTSD moment because oh, no. when we did the podcasters challenge, um, we were, uh, like, around this area. And I think it was like Artesia Boulevard or something. And like, is that where your chain went crazy? No, back to back, two cars pulled out right in front of me, like made left turns into some driveway. Like they saw me tonight. No, no, this was this was like last year. That was no, no, it was was earlier. It was like May, yeah, yeah. earlier this year. But it was so it was like back to back, and Ashley saw it too, and she's like, "Oh my god, I thought like this person literally just I was." so close to being hit by them and so when I was coming down the streets over here I was like I saw people like in the you know they're gonna turn left and left turns with me are like I am very triggered by left turns now and I was like kind of like really tensing up I'm I'm still working through all of this PTSD shit man it's like uh, it's really 
it's really been. Hey, uh, it's part of the healing process, and it's going to be as long as your bone, as long as your uh, leg bone probably yeah, takes. Yeah, it's just, I think it's just, um, I was talking to somebody because I'm working on getting somebody that, uh, like a therapist or something, to work through some of this stuff. And she was saying that it's like, you know, when you have multiple accidents, I think you even had said something like the cumulative, uh-huh. it's just kind of accumulated. Yeah. And especially since it's been left turns, every single yeah. time I've been hit. Every single time. Or you've been always, turning left. Yeah. And no, it's always involved a left turn. It was either me or the other person. I know what I know what you need to do, but... <laughs> oh, yeah, your right leg's jacked up. I know what you need to do. Both my legs are Well, that's true. We need, to, we need the, to get you a fake third leg. You need to start flat tracking because that'll uh, teach you to only be able to turn left and then you'll overcome... And it'll be like a <laughs> world's happiest movie. <laughs> um, let's... Talk about talking about. Let's talk abouting things. I'm gonna leave that in because <laughs> I deserve that. Uh, let's talk about some things that. Uh, speaking of the uh, cooler weather and being dark and all this and that, some stuff that's gonna be coming up during the day. I hope because <laughs> this is I can do at night. Uh, our calendar of events I have updated and didn't put it on the website because I was like, dude, the website I didn't update for like three weeks, no, a month after the death in the family, and then I got super busy, and I was like. Oh, there's still stuff in here from August, and it's like <laughs> November. So uh, I, uh, I'm just gonna tell you right in your earlobe here. Pull your ear down real low. Put your phone up or your radio up to your ear. November seventh, <laughs> November seventh through tenth, the 2019 Adventure Rally at Stagecoach Trails Resort in Julian, California. When I lived in San Diego, Julian was the place to go for motorcyclists to ride. There is a Pioneer Cemetery there if you want to go record a spooky spoke now. So it's down and, south? Yeah, it's, it's in San Diego. It's just outside of San Diego, a little to the northeast. Um, and it's famous for its apple pies. Mm. And a few years ago, I mean, San Diego as well. I mean, all of California has wildfires. And one, when I lived in San Diego, ripped through Julian toward, you know, burned all the apple trees, but they're, that's what they're famous for is their apple pie days. The whole town looks like you took 18, uh, let's say like 1872 to slash like 1920, because honestly, not a whole lot changed in between those years. Up by Big Bear, there's like a little, I don't know what town that is, but there's like an area where they have apple yeah, pies. Yeah, it's Oak Ridge. Oak Ridge. That might be that that area. Oh, yeah, there. you can Such go pick. You could go pick apples up there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oak That's what that Ridge. Oak something. We we've gone up there a few times, and it's really fun. So Julian's the same sort of way, and just having some sort of ADV rally at Stagecoach Trails going through Julian would be like ultimate because there's a lot of old pines and oaks and that part of San Diego. It's beautiful. It's picturesque. Go check it out if you can. It's happening like. Right is now. it uh, is it like you have to sign up? I have or can no you idea. Just show up if um. you're if you're gonna go into it, go <laughs> check it out. It goes till the tenth, so it's a uh, three or four days, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's four days. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be like almost a, a work week long. Um, November seventh, which is this. Yep, you got it. One of these weekdays this weekend. I'm not looking at my calendar. The fifty first Lake Elsinore Grand Prix or Grands Pricks, as they say in English, in England, is happening in Lake Elsinore, California, made world famous by the movie uh, On Any Sunday, where you saw Malcolm Smith and Steve McQueen participating the old Harvey Mushman trick, where he entered under a fake name because Hollywood uh, insurance companies would not let him do fun stuff mm-hmm. on the weekends. Mm-hmm. It would, vo- it would like, 
OSHA, they didn't have OSHA back then, but basically like the movie industry would have flipped if like their star guy was racing motorcycles. Mm -hmm. Like, um, November 10th, the love ride number 33 is happening in Glendale, California. It leaves Glendale, Harley Davidson at 9am. Previously, this was hosted by Jay Leno. I have no idea who's going to be hosting it now. I have not been to the Love Rides since 25, so almost 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, so I don't even know who's been doing it for a long time. But um, it's always a good time. There's a bajillion, as you can imagine, 473 trillion Harley Davidsons. And um, they ride up north, I believe, this year. Um, is it's going it, to be. Is a, it only. It's, so it's Harley centric. So well, if I it's show Harley up centric. On the banana, but no, you're good. You're looks. good to go. Anybody's <laughs> allowed to go. But. Um, um, just let you know, like, pardon me, there's, there will be like any group ride, 4,000 Harley Davidson's there. And it's really, it goes to a good cause and it's, it promotes love throughout the motorcycle community. Also this, the 10th, the vintage bike OC, our friends, Joe Kegerer, uh, that we interviewed last year at the Lion Air Museum, uh, host this monthly meet of vintage bikes. And by vintage, I mean vintage. It ain't no like 90s stuff going to make impress anybody there. And if you're riding something in this uh, century, um, forget about it. Mm-hmm, like they're going to be mm-hmm, like 2000, mm-hmm. what? Like that's brand new. You need to bring some vintage stuff to impress these guys and gals that uh, bring their like 1920s bikes to this thing. So 1920s to 60s, you're probably pretty good. After that, you're chancing it. So make sure it's pristine. But that goes on from 2 to 4 p.m. at Castaneda's Mexican Food down there in Huntington Beach. Uh, Check out Vintage Bike OC for more details. Uh, November 17th. The Venice Vintage Motorcycle Club <clears throat> is hosting their third Sunday ride. Those fools have been going f- strong for like a hundred years. You know Brady Walker and like the Cretans that mm-hmm. used to used to uh, get down with Vintage Vintage Venice Vintage Motorcycle Club back in the day when yeah, Brady. Yeah, I've um I've seen him because I my job is not far from where the right. the vintage their little place that they hang out at. So I've seen them like several times over yeah. the past few years, but I didn't know that they were part of this. So Yeah, they they host a third Sunday ride. They usually go at PCH. So with that being on fire uh, recently, <laughs> I don't know where they're going to go, but they probably will still. I, most of the fires yeah, are I think it's pretty gone. Died down yeah. There. Uh, but anyway, that that meets up at 1625 Abbott Kinney Boulevard in in uh, Venice and the ride is from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. They usually go up the PCH, which is the Pacific Coast Highway, to eat lunch, I think. Also, November 17th, there's a pop-up moto market in Inglewood uh, at Triumph of LA, and that's going on from 11... Did I put SM? <laughs> I think that's supposed to be AM. From 11 AM, or maybe it is SM, to 6 PM. Uh, the moto markets are always pretty cool wherever they pop up, so go check that out. November 19th, there's an electric group ride happening in Hollywood at Hollywood Electrics. Uh, They're starting at 6.45 p.m. and ending at 10 p.m., and they're going to have a bunch of electric bikes out there riding. That would be cool if they, like, rented out electric bikes. That would be. You should go on Twisted Road or Rideshare and see if there's any electrics for I wonder uh, if anyone is renting out their electric bikes. That's actually, I'm going to have to check that out. I'm curious. Because I want to try one. Because, dude, it'd be fun to get together during an electric group ride, and you could, like, be talking to the guy six bikes in front of you. They are... Totally. uh, That would be really great. Yeah. Electric bikes are pretty cool, actually. I mean, I've only ridden, like, three of them, but 
every single time it's like yeah you, I uh, lived not far from Hollywood Electrics back in the day like about eight years ago and I remember like I was like what is that place yeah. like and they uh, had only been they, I think they've only been open for about ten or twelve years yeah, so, I yeah. mean, they so weren't open too long before my, that one of, in my apartment building it was so funny because it was right when I got my first bike and so. Um, before, right before I got my bike, this guy always had his bike in the garage, right? So I was like, oh, sweet, this guy rides a motorcycle, blah, blah, blah. But then every night I saw like an electrical, <laughs> like a, it looked like an extension cord plugged yeah, his into his bike. His battery must be jacked That's up. That's what I was like. I was like, <laughs> I was like, it looked like a sport bike. So I was like, okay, it's not a Harley. And I was like, why the fuck is he every single night? It's plugging. I didn't. And then I talked to him and he had. It was probably a zero DS. A, yeah. It was like the first, like, electric bike that I had seen up close and uh Yo, dude is you got that battery tender on that thing all yeah, the time he is was it like dead? one of the early adopters it was pretty rad to nice. but um I wonder if it was Har- was it was his name Harlan uh I have no idea yeah. he was like a bald guy but um uh, nope. he, but uh, <laughs> but um I remember when I was down in Hollywood one time I was actually in I don't know I was picking something up in my truck and it was traffic and it was like on sunset and this, like the the, the splitting capacity, like the ability oh, yeah, to split, skinny. was very narrow. They're skinny, and yeah. then out of nowhere, so we're like kind of moving like two miles per hour. An, an electric bike just whizzed by, and it scared the fucking bejesus out of me because it was so quiet. Yeah, yeah. And I was like about to merge over, and I was like, I'm so glad that I wasn't one of those people who moves before they look, because I would have taken that person out. Yeah, were you That's in a the, car? Yeah, it was in my truck. Yeah, yeah. That's the one thing that makes me anxious, that made me anxious about the electric bikes in, in L.A. is just in that area. I know I know on a Nokomoto they were talking about, like, you know, the obnoxious loud bikes. But I, I got to say, when you're commuting in L.A., having loud pipes does make a difference. And I will dude, fight anyone horn. who wants— Your horn— no, the horn too. I, that's why I do both. Yeah. I have my horn and my pipes. Because I agree loud. with them. Your pipes, like I always think people don't know how to shift when I hear people rev bomb. I'm like, what? Why are they trying to blow their motor up? Oh, they're rev bombing someone. Right. No, but but oh, the I thing is like I can, I will knife fight anyone who wants to argue <laughs> with me because I commuted for over seven years in LA and I did, I did so on stock pipes and then I put loud pipes on and I could could immediately tell the difference. And even though, yes, the sound is going behind you, so, but there is a little bit of sound that does trap that people can hear as you're approaching. Because I've had that when I was in driving Mm. one day and somebody on a sport bike with really fucking loud pipes, I heard him coming. And so I had like, Well, that means you really, really heard him going. Yeah, well, he had his pipe. <laughs> right, it was probably very like annoying screaming. for like many minutes after he had already passed you. Which but is, that's, that's the, the one thing part. about electric bikes in LA that makes me nervous. Like, I think anyone who uh, who's, who splits and rides in LA on an electric bike, they got in the kitchen way more uh, balls than I do. Because because I get into, I've been in a lot of hairy situations, but I don't think I would ever. You got do it hairy into- balls if you ride an electric bike. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My well, balls are hairy too, but they're not that hairy yeah. to do an electric bike in, in Dude, downtown. Dude, imagine LA. a whole group of them. Uh, well, you that's can, fine. Your strength in numbers. You can but. go see them on November nineteenth, but the thing is, you won't hear them coming, so you better be prepared <laughs> if you want to get some pics. 
Uh, November 23rd, the bike corral and swap meet at Pomona. Uh, Harley Davidson goes from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's in Pomona, California. Do you know what Pomona is? Yeah. It's a Native American word. (laughs) Didn't you listen to last week's show? Uh, Also November 23rd, the night of destruction at Irwindale, California, uh, which I can hear. I I hope to be there, but I can hear it from, you know, you can hear like everybody banging and see all Mm -hmm. the fireworks from my house. I love being- What is that? Is it like a- Dude, they usually do demolition derby. Oh, nice. No, that's usually like one of the last things. They usually do skid plate races, which is where you take a front-wheel drive car and you you put the e-brake on and weld plates to the back tires so that they just skid and they don't. It's funny because it's super banked ovals. Oh. Dude, it's like hard to climb ovals. So when they're driving, they're drifting. The wheels have to be turned. So the front wheels are going straight around the oval. That's amazing. And the back is sliding like this until they pick up enough speed to get have it dragging behind them. So when they're lining up for the start, they're all just kind of sliding sideways around the track like this because the oval is so banked and there's just sparks coming out. And then once they get up to speed, but then when they hit the turns, oh, because they don't do it around the oval, they do a little road course. So Mm. they go up on the oval and then come around and go through these turns and watching these guys trying to do turns and (laughs) not spin out is just hilarious. Have you seen the, the backwards races? Uh, I've seen those before where they weld two cars together. No, it's like, I think it's like a bunch of Audis or something like, um, uh, what are those Coopers? What are those? Mini Coopers. Mini Coopers. Yeah. Uh It's like a bunch of mini Coopers. Oh, wait. It's like it's in England or something. I have seen this. But they all are driving backwards. The one I saw was like in Greece or something. (laughs) And it was like those weird Russian cars that are made of indestructible metal. But I've seen that too. Yeah. yeah. But it's so funny because they are all. Driving back. Yep, yep. You got to add a little <laughs> bit amazing. of excitement. So the Night of Destruction does that, which is pretty exciting. Then they do a Enduro, which is they take those same cars and just put the nice wheels back on the back, and they do a road course through the infield. But it's like ha- the Enduros are awesome because they're half demolition derby, half road race. Like you're, mm. you're trying to win, but you sure do get hit a lot. Mm. And like, they're all the junkyard cars. So they're not like nice, like the NASCAR cars. That'd be, that'd be terrible. They're all smashing into (laughs) each other, but they do these Enduros and it's like a 25 lapper in this crummy car. And if your car makes it, hallelujah. (laughs) If, if you get in a little skirmish with somebody and you guys are banging along the way, like Mm. so many cars go down usually there's only like 15 or 20 cars that end up making it. There's like 40 that end up. I've never been to one of those. I got to check that out. Yeah. It's fun. And then, then they have the demolition derby and then they have the trailer races, which is you have to have a trailer. Mm. And a lot of times the guys will pull jet skis or boats behind them. And then a few (laughs) guys will pull like motorhome trailers and if the guys in the motorhome trailers don't, oh, yeah, I've seen the guys those. will I've blow through it. Oh, yeah, dude, it is so great. rad. And then they do figure eight racing, yeah. which is like they could crash into each other yep. at any time. So it's a blast. And then they might have like the very first race of the night before they lay carnage and waste all over the track is usually like <laughs> if, there, if there's a NASCAR race to be done that night, they'll do it beforehand and get that out of the way. And then it is just night of destruction, carnage, <laughs> music, <laughs> fireworks, all this. It's so much fun. And it goes all night. It's so rad. <clears throat> the uh, November 24th, the SRA GP is hosting a motorcycle and mountain bike team race at Glen Helen. And it's going to be a motorcycle. Um, I forget how many laps the motorcycle race is, but then you swap out and do <laughs> do the mountain bike portion. And it looks really cool. I was on their website. If you want to check it out, I think you can just search up SRAGP.com um, or look that up on um, Instagram. I'm sure you'll find out it looked totally legit. So 
get your motocross boots on and then get ready to do that same course on a mountain bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, also November 24th at SoCal Cycle Swap Meet is happening in Long Beach at the Veterans Memorial Stadium down there on Louis Dewis and Hewis Drive. Uh, November 28th, the motorcycle community is feeding the homeless in Los Angeles. November 28th, I believe, is Thanksgiving, right? Um, at 1600 West Olympic Boulevard from 6 to 9.30 in the morning, the motor, uh, members of the motorcycle community will be down there with... Um, I forget the I forget the organization that, that's doing it. It's like something RC. Uh, they're down there um, feeding homeless people and showing them that you care, and they want to get people from like... You know, everyone thinks you're a bad boy biker and this and that, but down inside we all have a heart and they just want people to come in and uh, assist with helping those in yeah, need. Yeah, especially in L.A., man. That's right just now, it's like crazy. It's so, I think Los, Ange- Los Angeles has one of the largest homeless right. um, populations right. in America. It's just, and it's just, it, they were saying it's like blown blown up like 40 percent well, increase over Jay, the last few years it's so beautiful here it's even more beautiful here all the time than san francisco if you were homeless where would you go to live oh no i'm yeah. i'm about to be homeless all <laughs> <laughs> right so you're gonna stay I'm in long beach i'm trying to figure out where i'm uh, gonna, I'm gonna, gonna see once you on the i news. am homeless <laughs> i'm gonna see garcetti out there like the crazy thing is that the mayor has been going out and like actually talking to people and counting like the actual mayor doesn't send cronies out he goes out boots that's on the all, ground that's all that's all the publicity stunt because are you kidding me no the are you kidding me this guy on Twitter answers all of his Twitter shit, like, mm. himself. No, I've seen the, um, cleanup, uh, the, 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 um, you know, the police squads that will go through and literally... Oh, well, he's not like a police uh, squad. No, but he has control over that, and he is aware of that, the fact that the police forces are taking people's homes, which are tents, and literally slicing them up. Oh, I've dude, seen it they're also cycle. cleaning out all these places where people are, like, starting these brush <laughs> fires. Well, that's across... I, I've mentioned before that there's... We get lots of homeless account, encampments where I live, right, literally right across the street from me because we're by the, the, the train tracks, mm-hmm. and there's a wall, and then all of the homeless, you know, hobos and stuff travel along that wall, and we've had several fires, but, I mean, to, to cut up somebody's oh, tent, if you're living in a tent, that, that's just, like, so... What city was this? Los Angeles. I've seen it. They, they've done it. Like, because I worked literally two blocks from Skid Row. So on the street that I worked where my job was, um, because they were trying to clear out where the new condos were being built with all of the, the yuppie, gentrified, hipster, dipsters are moving in. Um, so they're pushing the homeless people further and further to, like, Santa Fe Boulevard. So it went from two years ago, there was no homeless people on the street that I worked. So literally this year, the entire fucking street, like half a mile, just filled with all the homeless yeah. people. Yeah, well, when I was down there for jury duty last week, or the week before, whatever the hell it was. I guess it was last Monday. Um, so two Mondays ago when you're hearing this. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. really, really bad. I, I was literally in the thick of it every single day. Um, I, that's why I've joked before. is like it would be um, an obstacle course because I'm dodging cars trying to get to work and then there would be homeless people that are like jumping out into the middle yeah, of the street. And like, you know, some of them are schizophrenic and some of them are on drugs and it's just, it would be insane. Like, yeah. it, it was really, and they're on bicycles, you know, the, 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 on the street that I worked, there was actually a guy, he was hustling, he had like a bike repair station that he had set up out of his tent. Nice. And so all of the homeless people would like bring in their bike. Working, the bro. dude was like getting putting in tubes and tires. Now, and he, now he owns a business in Brea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just really rough because, uh, they need more than, than food. They oh, need, yeah. Like, well, no, and they're, they're trying to get a count. That's why the mayor is out there and he's, like, set up tasks. There's, like, a, there's a bunch of task forces going out and counting people at these camps to see how many people are there. So they're, like, no, exactly. Because, like, if you go, oh, yeah, we're going to do, like, a housing for 10,000 people. And you're, like, dude, there's, like, 50,000. There's, like, enough to fill up a small town in uh, California. Well, there was the, the controversy where the, the hospitals and, like, institutions were literally dumping people. They would take them when they would be discharged from the hospital and then dump them to 
skid row. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, and I, again, I've seen this with my own eyes, people wandering around in gowns, yeah. hospital gowns, because yeah, sure. that's all they had because they had, like, some sort of mental break. They went to the hospital, and then once the hospital was done with them, they're like, okay, here you go. You know, no follow-up, no social workers. Like, it's... Hey, man, uh, we need free healthcare, I guess. If you, <laughs> <laughs> you want to get all that shit. Yeah, so anyway, if you want to be help part of that, help some of the folks that suffer from all this, uh, that can't get away from L.A. like we can, uh, go down November 28th to uh, 1600 West Olympic Boulevard. I Like I said, I think it's going to be at like a church or something down there. Um, November 29th, the L.A. B2V, baby, is happening. It's going from Palmdale uh, to Barstow to Vegas, and it's... Uh, Ooh, that sounds fun. Yeah. it's They got what, easy, what medium, is, and hard. Who's putting this on? The AMA does. I got a little thing. Oh, in, Yeah. yeah. I mean, you anybody can sign up. I might need to do that. Mm-hmm. That sounds. That I know. Sounds I, I asked my wife. I was like, "What are we doing for Thanksgiving?" And she's like, "Nothing." I'm like, mm. "Now that the, the thing that's hard is like mm. similar to having children. Uh, I have furry children, mm-hmm. except that you can't make them do ch- chores or anything useful around the house. Yeah. I need to get at like, least a when pet our sitter. kids poop, you can tell them to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, LAB to V. That's it's. Uh, I forget how long it's been going on, but it's a fun looking yeah, thing that I've I'm never done. To, do they? They just do they come back? Is well, it round obviously. trip or yeah? Okay. I mean, you go to Vegas. You know how to get back from Vegas, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can probably bail out at any time. Um, and I forget it costs like a hundred bucks to like two hundred, depending on what you. Because I think you can. Oh, you got to pay to participate. Well, I don't know if you have to, but. They take your stuff in a truck over, and then you ride there because it's what, like what stuff? Well, like your camping stuff or anything. So you put that on the bike. Well, and then that's what oh, the well, saddlebags are for. Sure, it's not just a ride on the highway; it's all off road. <laughs> that's the that's the problem. But but that could I mean, if you could uh, swing it, um, yeah. See, I'm not 100 percent sure what because uh, that, that probably. Pays for your roll map, or there's probably a little maps, but there's also groups that go. I'll just, I'll just like uh, tag along. Like, yeah, I'll just, <laughs> yeah. I'll just like kind of yeah. stalk behind the group. <laughs> I always thought that that's what people just did. I, I didn't know it was a paid thing until I mm. got the notification for it this year, and yeah, it's like it's. I'm not. I don't have the yeah. money to pay. Right? Uh, and then November thirtieth, the Fast Track Riders Academy and Apex Club Track Days are gonna be out at Fontana, California, at the California Speedway doing a track day. I don't usually n- call out the um, California Speedway stuff, but there's a lot of stuff out there all the time. I used to race with NASA and SCCA, and I still get the emails from them. And uh, they both have like autocross days and cool car track days. And I think there's actually a Cal Club autocross going on the same day as this race school. Because mm. I was like, what the hell are they? When I went to look at this event, it just took me to the Cal Club. And I was like, that's weird. Cal Club is like the California um, sports car club of SoCal or whatever the hell is, you know, mm-hmm. it's part, it's one of the SCCA autocross clubs. It's been around for a thousand years. And, um, it took me to their site and I was like, that's around, that's like on this little like autocross course, where's the big bike thing happening. And so there's apparently a lot of racing going on on November 30th, uh, car, bike, and, uh, you know, like autocross stuff, SCCA club stuff. Um, and that 
is really all I have for upcoming events. I know I've probably saved some, and I know you probably sent me some. Yeah, but, I think uh, I sent you. There's a class. Uh, there's a yeah, like a Moon Eyes Classic Car Show or something. Yeah, there's that, and then also I think in was that the Huntington Beach one, or there was a different one, the Class Cycles. Oh yeah, yeah, you sent happening. me that I one. Think that's the November sixteenth, I believe. Okay, and where's do you know where that's happening? Uh, I think it's probably a Huntington Beach. I have my save stuff that I will look at right now. Um, but yeah, I there was so much stuff that's been going on. Like I was just like, I don't know too much for yeah, me to know. Yeah, there's also a, yeah, because I remember because it was the 16th because one of my friends uh, said that I don't know if it's an official thing, but there's a bunch of ladies that are going to be riding out uh, November 16th. And so I got invited to that, so I might may or may not do that. Bam. Yeah. Oh, also, here's something that's happening this week, maybe? November 9th, next week, I guess. Nope, this week, I guess. Uh, November 9th in San Diego, the Center for Community Solutions is going to have uh, ridethewind.com. US. If you go to www.ridethewindus, you can check it out. Torque Moto Cafe is helping in the third annual motorcycle ride to benefit the Center for Community Solutions in San Diego. And um, they dress as fearless aviators to inspire and encourage those living in fear to reach out and get help. Jay, if you have... Are you scared? <laughs> Are you scared to ride? I don't think I'm scared. I just have... Uh, pizza. I like have panic attacks and... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just more of like a, an anxiety. Yeah. Hey, that has happened. Yeah, and I understand that. November seventeenth. What's going on? The VVMC, the pop up moto market. So if you're into Volkswagens, VW Drag Day is going to happen out here. It usually happens at Irwindale. That's like a once or twice a year thing. And also Barber Vintage Festival, uh, October fourth through sixth. We missed that. Why am I reading that? Whoops. That <laughs> tricked me. You need to say all of the things that happened like months ago. Oh, dude. Guess what? Um, last weekend, the Moto Beach Classic happened at Bolshevik. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. No, I. I um, there well, we can talk about. We we're gonna get into talking about the uh, Halloween stuff. Yeah, well, we will. We will get to that in a little bit. Before we get to there, like, yeah, Jay actually, um, well, let's do it. What's been going on, Jay? What have you been up to? Um, so I have, well, I've been uh, doing the art stuff, and I apologize to some of the people that I have commissions that are waiting. I did have a bit of a creative block that I had to smash through, but I think I'm doing much better. So I'm getting back into the groove for that. And then for Halloween, I had the, uh, that moto bash, the Halloween moto bash that Girl yeah. in the Moto put on. And that was out in Riverside at Mind and Mill. And um, so I was going to, I was like trying to figure out my route there. And I left earlier in the day. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the scenic route. And I'm so glad that I did because I actually took um, city streets and, and back highways. Um, I think I like even passed like Chino, the Chino prison or <laughs> like out in that. that Chino's area. actually kind of cool. But yeah, I, no, it was beautiful. Like I actually rode through areas that I hadn't ridden through before because I usually take the freeway. Like I grew up in Riverside. Yeah, yeah. Like that's where I was born. And um, so I know that area pretty well as far as like the, the, the highways and like some of the, 
the local city stuff, but not so much on the outer outskirts of the Inland Empire. And it was just beautiful. Like I got to, and it was funny because it was getting trafficy, and I was just like splitting through, and just uh, it was a really great. Um, enjoyable ride. Enjoying a rip. Yeah, no, it was great. Cause, and I'm really glad I did that because so many times, because my parents live out there and I've gone out to visit them. And when I take the highway, it's just so boring. So like my whole thing now this last year is like I've been trying to just take city streets everywhere because I feel like I see more interesting things and I feel more engaged with the ride when I do that. But um, so the ride was really great. And I... Uh, had my bike, had my bike loaded up, which I got kind of roasted on by a few people, but it was it was Jay pretty funny. having her bike loaded <laughs> up, not Jay. Yeah, yeah. When the, um at the end of the night, when I was packing up my, all my stuff on there, because I had like my cane and my my boot and everything, and they're like, "Holy crap! Like, how are you gonna get back?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I have very much experience. I have, exper- methods, I have yeah. experience. <laughs> like, I am a freaking pro." at packing bikes down with just like ridiculous amounts of crap. <laughs> but uh, it was the, the the art show was a smash. Like uh, tons of people came out. There was a couple local, um, I think the Litas or some women from the Litas came out. There's a, a, some other guys in a local MC that came down. Tons of artists were there. They had the auction. Uh, one of my friends, Kim, she actually won the... Uh, she got the Beetlejuice. There was a Beetlejuice mm-hmm. painted uh, helmet. That Is was that Kim super, Dawson? Yeah, yeah. She's always making raunchy comments in the um, <laughs> the uh, motorcycle podcaster challenge. She's here. amazing. She's I love so her. She's so funny. She's so great. It's so funny because we were joking because she looks so sweet and like like really innocent, <laughs> but her and I are like both like have the same dirtbag humor. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> I think it's her that I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Does she have a couple kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's her I'm thinking of. Yeah, she's, she's, she's a raunch, dude. Yeah, dude, she, she, she's, she's a sweetheart, but she's also got like that, that yeah, like dirtbag edge. Side, yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, but so she was there, we were hanging out. She got that helmet, which was really rad. Um, and I got to play interviewer podcaster. So yeah, we'll, we'll have some hear, interviews yeah, coming we'll up in a little, a little bit. bit. I apologize if it's if it's too terrible. <laughs> it's it was my first foray into <laughs> like doing a- this whole interview thing. So I was trying to do the best I could. I tried to make it good. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I actually had a, a lot of fun doing it. Uh, the people that I interviewed were really great. I got to talk to Girl in Moto, her husband. I talked to a couple of artists that were there. Um, Hot, Dog Hot Dog Customs was there, and he's a pinstriper. If anyone has been to different um, motorcycle shows, he is like, he's been doing, I think he's, how long? He, he said he's been doing pinstriping for like 35, 40 years. So he is like a grandfather to like the pinstriping world. And You did um, what I did. Right, you uh, you basically got uh, when I went to Joe's mini bike reunion, I made the mistake of talking to an older guy there, and got hooked in for like three hours. Into well, a no, it was great because be I in. was actually kind of anxious uh, to like approach him because um, 
I mean, he's just, he has so much knowledge and um, I, I felt a little bit intimidated, but I kept telling him because I was, it was, re- I was really busy. I was like all over the place, like interviewing different people. And I kept telling him, I was like, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back and interview. I'm going to come back. So then finally, when I did get a chance to talk to him, he was just like, uh, really friendly and like uh, talking all, all answered all of the questions that I had for him. And it was really just uh, neat to be able to talk to somebody who I've always looked up to as far as like an artist and hear and ask him some like advice. And he gave some really good tips and insight into like, you know, what it is for him to be an artist. And I think it was really helpful for me as an artist because, you know, like I said, sometimes I get creative blocks or, you know, just different issues that some artists experience. And he gave some really good advice. So that was really cool. Nice. Yeah. I can't wait. How was the weather out there? Um, it was, it was warm. It was warm. Uh, when I got there, it was really warm. It wasn't too hot. Um, on during the you day. You just said oh, the word of the week. Son yes. of a bitch. Yes. <laughs> son of Got you. You tricked oh, me. That was entrapment at its oh, greatest. You oh. knew. You oh. did it on purpose too. Oh. oh, I fucking hate you. Oh yes. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I'm also gonna. I'm also gonna close the uh, garage door so that it stays warm in here uh, while I get this deed out. So yeah, keep telling us a little uh, bit about it. Oh, you. You. Yes. Dirty. Stinking dog, you got me. I just walked right into that one. I can't believe it. Yeah. Oh. Check, check, check. All right, everybody, that was pretty epic. Uh, we got this right before my card failed. Jay said the word, and I got her. And so we were like, oh, she's like, if I didn't, if it doesn't catch me, then I'm not going to well, do the yeah, punishment. Well, yeah, because like you, you, you got me, you trapped me, you, you, you just <laughs> set it up. Just I like, walked Dude. straight into it. I was, I and didn't then think it'd work. In all of the excitement, I didn't think it'd work. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm just like, I'm pissed, I'm angry. I'm, fr- I'm like, ah! And then I look over and the recorder is flashing. Yeah, which is weird. Meaning it's not recording. Not recording. And I was like, oh, 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 it if didn't it didn't catch it. it, it doesn't count. There might and be a red light camera at this intersection, but it ain't on. <laughs> yeah, don't, I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. Light. Oh, geez. Come on, Jay. <laughs> I, I can't say anything anymore without you having something recently happened. Uh, but what yeah. can I say? I've got lots of things going on. Yeah. So listen, it did get you. And now, uh, now you do have to read the punishment. No. Oh, my God. I might have to run in the house for some supplies. Oh, no. What is it going to be? I can't get, I can't, it's stuck. Well, what is it? Oh man! It's like a paragraph. <laughs> okay, wear a wig and post a selfie on social media, stating that you lost. <laughs> that I lost word of the week. Okay, I I can do that. I can do that. So it has to. <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. Oh, do I get to choose? Ooh, ooh. Oh, I think I think I'm going to go with the this one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How do I even put this thing on? Oh, there we go. Oh, it's like a like a 3 stooges wig. 
Oh, dude, I gotta do. I'm gonna do it right now. <laughs> oh God. Do you, I, I need sunglasses. Do you have any sunglasses? <laughs> I need to put sunglasses on. Let me pop myself back okay, up here. here oh my go. God, this is gonna be so beautiful and epic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. <laughs> I was gonna give you this American Uncle Sam hat. Oh, I can put that on too. I don't know if it'll fit. <laughs> oh my God, you still look like an old bag lady. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of homeless, I'm gonna yeah. be. I'm gonna be one of the people at the feed the homeless. Okay. Dude, here. I'll let you borrow all four of these wigs if it means you can uh, get uh, four meals out of the deal. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so oh, I'm going to record shit. myself. Does it, it has to be a video or is it just a just selfie? Just a selfie. Okay, here we go. Oh what did, I don't even know how to take selfies. How do we do this? <laughs> <laughs> Learning on the fly. I got to take the tape off of my front-facing camera. Oh, my God. I look hor <laughs> horrible. It's because of the wig. So scary. It's because of the wig. <laughs> oh, oh, my hat just fell yeah, off. Whatever. Screw it. Oh my god, this is yes. So <laughs> I can't believe it. <laughs> no. Oh, you mean yes? All right. The selfie yes. has been taken. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Damn it! That was epic. You dirty. Yes. Dirty dog. Yes. I can't believe that. You Oh man, right. you, you caught me in a moment of weakness. I wasn't even thinking. I'm usually pretty good. I'm usually on top of it. Because especially in like previous words, I'd be like, okay, you yeah, know. you're like on I'm it. trying to monitor right. what I'm saying. Right. But see, you set me up. That's I did. why I you did. set me up, and so I wasn't thinking about it. Oh, and then man. so good. So let's quit talking about um, what the motor mash because you might get into more trouble. <laughs> Let's, uh, we're going to hear your interviews coming up in a little bit. Bef uh, let's get into the next segment of the show before we get into those interviews. I want to talk about, um, we already, we already been yapping for an hour and those interviews go on for almost an hour. So we'll make this one sort of quick. We're going to do like a little intro piece to our, uh, what's going to be an upcoming segment. We're going to do a motorcycle scan and, you know, Wiggins and I used to have like these crazy, uh, like motor challenge, suspension challenge. You're yeah, just I'm still wear that wearing on. the Dude, wig. You're rocking that, girl. You, <laughs> you know, I lost it, so I'm gonna own it. Work that bag, lady. Yeah, look. Yeah, I got this wig on. Yeah, um, we're we did a motorcycle motor crazy motor challenge before we did a suspension challenge. We did another challenge that I just can't remember, and then we were supposed to do the brake challenge um, right when you started coming on the show, Jay, and then. I remember like that one went sideways. We talked about <laughs> diarrhea with Dane and like we never came back to that one. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a motorcycle scan. And I thought it would be kind of cool. Jay was asking me and Wiggs a while back about camshafts and like valves, valves yeah. and all this crazy sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. And I have, whoops, I have this motor right here that I was like, I could show you. Like you could see a moving. I got everything still hooked up. And then I was like, wait, why don't we do like a laser scanner? Point it at the at a motorcycle and just scan from the top down. Literally, talk about every single part of a motorcycle. I'm very very excited about yeah. this because um, I'm always there. You and I have had conversations uh, off mic about like um, just once you start digging into how different motorcycles are made. There's 
lots of different engineering ways. Like you, there's more than one way to to make a motorcycle yeah. and it's oh, fascinating yeah. to learn you know there's some some bikes are really over engineered some are really simple you know some can be problematic because there's certain weak spots and vulnerabilities so I, and i just i really love anything that's like mechanically related i uh really nerd out on it it's just something that like um i get really deeply into so for instance like I'm also into pinball and there's somebody on Instagram that I follow and he uh works on pinball machines and he posts all of like the inner workings of pinball machines and I every time I see it I get so excited and I'm such a nerd about it because I'm just like oh my god like it's so cool to see all of like the electronics and how everything is activated and so with motorcycles I'm the same way and especially since it's something that I'm riding you know I really uh feel more connected to the machine the more I understand like okay what is going on inside and um yeah so I'm very excited about about this this motorcycle scan that we're going to be doing. Yeah. And you know what, you know, and, and Wiggins didn't really want to do the, the motorcycle brake challenge. He's like, what's the thing? Like ABS is the best. And, and that <laughs> like the, a, there's, there's ABS and drum or not ABS. I'm sorry. There's disc and drum and, and disc the best. And I was like, dude, you say that, but there are so many different types of disc brakes. There's, we could have gone just like the ZTL from Buell. Like that's a disc brake, you know. Anyway, I don't want to get down this whole rabbit hole, but I, but there's also so many different types of drum brakes out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not just a drum brake. There's, there's some really cool racing drum brakes before discs were even a thing. And then there's like different materials. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, know. and until recently, now that everybody's got IMUs, there was like, uh, there wasn't a cornering ABS or a linked ABS, and even the way like Honda does ABS versus Harley Davidson is totally different. Honda is still very mechanical, and they have those anti dive front ends that has like a another master cylinder on your front caliper hooked to your shocks. It's really interesting to say the least uh, how people do things. But I thought something as simple as that um, was inspiring. And scanning a, a motorcycle from the top down, like if you were to take a laser and just the first thing you hit is like, well, the mirrors, but the mirrors and the handlebars. And I was like, how handlebars, how pedantic and pedestrian are, I don't pedantic is not the right word. I think pedestrian is the word I'm looking for, are handlebars. They are literally just a stick with some grips on them. But are they... I had a really long night on my birthday. I, I, I went on a bender and I woke up in this helicopter. I have no idea how I'm flying it, but I am somehow ab- above the desert and I, I don't see any civilization. I see smoke everywhere. Uh, fires? I think there's fires somewhere. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what day it is. I don't even know how long I've been here. Uh, if anyone, if anyone gets this message, just know, just know that I, I live life to its fullest. And uh, signing off, Slay J six six six. This is Gary Canary in Sky six 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 over the desert, 
Some chicks driving this thing. We're gonna blow some shit up. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Oh goddamn. All right, Gary Canary out. Uh, Jay, do you know how to land this thing? Uh, I'm pressing the red button. I hope the red button does it. I'm, I'm, I'm slamming my hand on it. It's not working. Hello and good evening or good day or whatever time you are listening to this. This is SlayJ666 from Creative Writing Podcast on location. I am currently at Mind and Mill, a co-working space, art gallery type um, area, a building that allows for people to work together. And they also showcase artists and they have various different artists on display and tonight we are at the October Halloween Moto Art Bash put on by Girl on a Moto in coordination with Mind and Will. I'm gonna go ahead and see if I can get a few perspectives from some of the artists here as well as maybe the attendees and if we are lucky we might even be able to hear from the woman who put this all together Connie from Girl on a Moto. Let's see how it goes. Thanks. Um, yeah, Bob and I have- All right, so I've walked in here. It's a little bit pre-party, and I'm checking out some of the tables. And one of the tables I see here, we got uh, a couple of books and some really great stickers. And I, I think I found the person who's responsible for this. And who are we speaking to? Do I have to claim responsibility for all of it? Well, I mean, everything we say on the show is alleged anyway, so it doesn't matter. Nothing will be held. You won't be incriminated. Yeah, uh, Bob Marshall, uh, cross-country chopper racer, land speed racer. I'd like to do a little bit of flat track if I'm really having fun. But mostly these days I just author, podcast, uh, just recorded the Audible on my book, American Roadrunner. So been busy having a lot of fun sharing stories on different medias, including, you know, a good show. So that's been a lot of fun. Excellent, excellent. So this book, what would you describe it as, as far as the gist or the storyline? Well, it takes place around a race we used to do called the Stampede. Uh, The Stampede has since been dismantled because of its danger factor, but it was a cross-country chopper race. How fast can you race a chopper cross-country and build a motorcycle to do so that fits within the simple specs of got to be a rigid no windshields no hard bags uh, no soft motor mounts no chase vehicles uh, stuff like that so we would do that the fastest i've done it in is uh, less than two and a half days on my uh, rigid kz 1000 that i custom built for it so it was a lot of fun to write a book around just that particular race um i've gotten to do a bunch of other writing i've got another book coming out in a few months that's written around the adventures of of uh, taking my dad's ashes back to his uh, hometown uh, up in the Dakotas, you know, so that'll be a whole other thing. But it all falls under American Roadrunner and the simple ideology of, 
what it takes for us all to get out and enjoy America's road as people. Uh, my book is very much a written, you know, nonfiction adventure, 87,000 words. Uh, of course, I've got a website. I've got the podcast that promotes a lot of story sharing, which is what I enjoy. And my whole website is a story sharing platform as well. How can we all share stories from all the excitement we can have on the road? Uh, and the Audible's coming out soon. The Audible should be out in about two months. Excellent, excellent. Um, how long have you been writing for? Uh, writing or writing? Ha! Oh, a little bit of both. Right. Uh, on two wheels. How long have you been on two wheels? Uh, most of my life, um, I've only been at it. My dad was an old chopper guy, so it was real easy to fall into it. Um, and really, I just started really riding with him maybe 12 years ago. Not very long, but it didn't take long for the addiction to take hold. Building, wrenching, rebuilding, uh, you know, chopping motorcycles. I own like 20-some-odd scoots these days. But keeping it all going and uh, having a good time with it is what life's all about. So I've really enjoyed it. That's excellent. Um, I see you have a typewriter set up here. What 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 is the plans for this? This is some this is some technology I have not seen in many 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 a moon. So tell us about that. So this particular model, I've got about 20 typewriters as well. I love to do rough drafts on typewriters. I love using old manual typewriters just to get it all out, feel the clink and the clank of it. Uh, I'm here doing poems so not for the fun of it or whatever other writings I can come up with. Don't worry, you'll get one before you leave, Jay. I, you know, I was drawn over here. I felt like a very Bukowski energy. I'm definitely, and the, the closer I got to you, the stronger it got, it got. So that's pretty amazing. I noticed you have a black eye. Is that makeup or is this, is there a story behind this? <laughs> luckily, luckily it's makeup. I'm very fortunate enough to have uh, my secretary, Renee, who's worked with me for 20 plus years. She was able to bring makeup. The answer is totally. Oh, no, I was waiting for a good, like, story, man. Come on. All right. It's very convincing. Very good job. Is there, uh, are you dressed up as anyone in particular? Yep. Toe cutter, Mad Max. Oh, amazing. I love it. I love it. Excellent. I even, I even brought the, the KZ-1000 that he would ride on, you know. Oh, nice. I'm going to have to, you'll have to show me that later. Excellent. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with? Get out and enjoy your road. We're very fortunate where we live in today. Uh, I've gotten to visit most of this country, most of the states. I'm a working man. I take long weekends, and it's not a big deal for me to crush 1,000 miles in a day, 1,500 miles in a day, just to get out and enjoy America, America's road. That's what being a roadrunner is all about. So I hope fellow Americans take uh, heed and uh, buy a few dollars in gas and get out there and your scoot's going to make it, I promise, and you don't need to carry much. So, Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Okay, so we're going to get the sound of a typewriter. This is going to be new for some of you listeners who have never heard this technology before. You hear that, folks? That's how we used to send text messages, but we'd put it in an envelope and we'd take it to a place called the post office. <laughs> well, it's, it's going to be audio, so you can look at me. We're, we're just doing that for Instagram. It's That's whatever. All right, so here I am over at the merch area, and I see She Wolf Moto Co. Hi, my name is Jay. I'm with Creative Writing Podcast. What's your name? Hi, I'm Nina. 
How you doing, Nina? So, do you are you the owner, or do you work with it, or what's the what's the, tell us the story? Uh, so, I am the owner and the founder, and we are a women's vegan motorcycle company, and we donate a percentage of our proceeds to a different animal charity each month. Oh wow! How long have you been around? We've been around for a little over two years now, and we're just uh, happy to be here. So what inspired you to start this business? It's a pretty unique. I don't think I've ever heard of anything like that before. It's super rad. I love it. Um, but what inspired you? I think that's exactly what inspired us, just the fact that it was wanted and it was something that was needed in the industry. And I think uh, building a women's community that's supportive and that has uh, something to give back to is just really what I found to be a want, and uh, especially in the community as it's growing, and uh, that's basically my inspiration for it. Excellent. So it sounds like you found a lot of people who are supportive of it. Is that has that have you been able to maintain the support through the two years? Yeah, it's been incredible. I actually met. Uh, the runner of this, uh, the art show, uh, Connie, she had hosted me on one of her podcasts, the Girl in a Moto podcast, and just through that alone, it's just expanded the family completely, and now it's just amazing just to get the best feedback and the best support. Excellent. You know, uh, I'm going to talk a little shop with you. You were, We're actually starting a sticker business. How was it getting your business off the ground, especially in the motorcycle community? What we've discovered is it is kind of, kind of a little bit of a niche thing. Uh, what would you say your key strengths or, or things that you discovered that helped push you along? I really think it's good just to start small and start with something simple and just kind of get the idea out there. And once you have that concept, I feel like it kind of just flows from there and just uh, really, really uh, just be real and honest about what you are and what you do. And I feel like every company should always have something where they're giving back in any way that they can. And I feel like that should be the concept of every business starting. Excellent. So how did you, did you um, maintain like, uh, is it more of a social media aspect as far as getting your name out there or was it going to shows like this? What, what was it that like kind of got people aware of what you do? I actually started going to my own uh, women's moto markets. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Kate, but she runs the California Moto Market, and they do a lot of local shows, and they just went around and did like kind of like a small um, run throughout the West Coast and parts of uh, uh, Colorado and Texas, and that kind of inspired me to want to be around more and kind of just be involved in the community more, but I definitely started through social media and then just kind of carried throughout, and I think once you kind of put yourself out there online, a little bit more recognition gets out and people reach out to you and vice versa, so. Excellent, excellent. So how many dogs do you own? <laughs> well, I currently don't own any dogs. I, I foster, so I did own two animals that uh, I loved so very much, and they were seniors and unfortunately passed away um, within the last year. So now I just dedicated my life to fostering, and it, it works perfect because I can still have the animals, make them ready for their next home, and just uh, basically dedicate my life to that. Actually, that's really impressive. I have a few uh, people I know that do fostering, and it takes a lot, and it can be really hard, I could imagine, like, kind of letting go once they do get a home, but it's really good to hear that people do that. That's that's really excellent. So do you work specifically with one um, nonprofit, or do you, um, like, maybe switch it up, or do you have a list of nonprofits that you work with? So I work with a different nonprofit each month. It's mostly through recommendations, and right now we mostly do local, or if somebody reaches out and says, hey, this rescue really needs help for this month specifically, or if there was like a natural disaster that has happened, and like just, uh, for example, last month we donated to uh, the Bahamas, Nassau, uh, the, the, there was a woman that had 
taken in a hundred stray animals and she really needed help from anywhere she could and that somebody had brought that attention to my attention and I was just like yes immediately that's that's our next one so it kind of just comes and goes I mean rescuing is a non-stop job I mean there's always animals that need you and there's always going to be people there that are supportive of that so excellent you know that actually brings to mind right now we have the Sonoma County fires do you have any nonprofits that maybe people could be aware of that are animal lovers that we could maybe donate to Yes, actually, Gentle Barn, the Gentle Barn, they are a nonprofit farm sanctuary out in Santa Clarita, and they actually just had to evacuate their entire farm, and they have over like a thousand animals, so I mean, from there, I, I definitely recommend the Gentle Barn. Okay, great. You guys heard it there. Check out the Gentle Barn. There's these fires that are active. Um, just, you know, help out the, the furry ones who, who might have a harder time adapting to circumstances. And what was your name again? My name is Nina. Thank you, Nina. Have a great day. Thank you. Just I don't think there's such thing as like messing up. No, and you know what? On our podcast, we are. That's kind of what we're good at. We're we're good at fucking up. So, <laughs> I'm a professional fuck up. All right. So, um, I'm Jay from Creative Writing Podcast, and this is um, Connie from Girl on a Moto. Woo! So we got dueling podcasts in the room. Um, so I'm really excited to meet you. Uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for putting this on. Um, I reached out to you to see if I could put some art in the show, and you allowed me to put art in the show, so that was really exciting. Yeah, and awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of wanted to just uh, briefly uh, talk with you about what it was like putting this show together, uh, kind of what went behind the scenes and all of the different things. I, I imagine it was a lot of work. So why don't you let us know about some of the process and some of the, the things that you had to coordinate? So um, I have a friend named Herb, who works for Globe, and we were actually on vacation, and he was like, Connie, like, I think your podcast is doing really great, but I think you need your own event, and I was like, well, what you, I'm not going to throw babes right out, like, and he's like, no, but something that's just yours, and so I started brainstorming, and Halloween's like a big holiday for me, and my family, and the majority of my friends, and so I know that, like, the Dave Man Chopper Fest, they do, like, a, a helmet art show, so I wanted to, like, take it a different route, and theme it so like most of the helmets in our show are Halloween themed like all the actually every single auction item is a Halloween theme so I started with like the concept and then um, my first key player was Biltwell and um, Bill and Otto and all the guys at Biltwell are super supportive um, and they gave me helmets to you know to they donated helmets to me. So then I was like, I had this friend who knew the skateboard connection. And I had met him once at like a Quaid bike night. So I hit him up about skateboard decks. So I was like, okay, got the base of things. And then like beer, I was like, I work for Golden Reel. They'll, they'll do whatever, you know, they'll support me. So it was like kind of finding my sponsors. And then I already, Mind and Mill is actually two brothers, Luke and Tim Jackson. I love them. Uh, my husband grew up with them. And they actually used to record Girl on a Moto for us at the Frequency wow. Factory. So they own Mind and Mill. And obviously you're here. It's an awesome space. Yeah, this space is amazing, you guys. Yeah, so it's, it was like I knew the perfect place. So it was like all these little key parts, but so I knew I had to, I started months ago. It was, it's been months. Um, Beulah's had a lot going on. So she's like, I'll be there for you. Like a pat on the back. Like you got this. Um, yeah, you need that emotional support partner for sure. It sounds like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think the, the biggest emotional support was my husband. Like 
shout out to him. I've probably been a nightmare to deal with. Um, and then all the artists, like, like I've never met you and you volunteered art. And that's where I got really lucky was all the artists that um, donated their time. That's a big deal. Like we've got, and the Skateboard Connection put us in touch with a lot of big artists like Frank Sanchez. And um, like, I just, I, I'm all like, drawing a blank, but like there's every artist that, contributed their time yeah i see a, i saw a hot dog customs oh, yeah. he's like really a big name how are you able to get him okay so i'm friends with um i'm friends with otto from biltwell and he, i told him like i want like hot dog is so you know like anyone in the custom culture really really is like familiar with him and um respects him i want him to be the judge for my show and just be a part of it and he goes okay well then we gotta go to Wiener. We gotta go to Wiener Wednesday, and I was like, "What the fuck's Wiener Wednesday?" Yeah, so I guess uh, it sounds a little like sketchy video. if you don't know. And um, Wiener Wednesday is hot dogs thing that he does every Wednesday, and I guess it's kind of. I don't want to start saying it's open to the public, but yeah, let's not say. Uh, yeah. We don't want to say anything yeah. if we you don't have know. To get an invite. I guess you have to get an invite from someone who's going. But there we go. You got. Yeah. You got to know the special person. Yeah. So he does like a thing where they just have a group of guys has hot. They get together on Wednesdays and have hot dogs. And so I got to go. Otto took me, and he goes that way. Like it's not just like you randomly, you know. So. I went, we ate some hot dogs, talked about the podcast, and then I was like, so, and I asked him, and he said, let me check my calendar, but I, if I'm free, I'll do it, and so I was like, thank you so much, and I emailed him, like, a detailed, like, this is what we're doing, this is who it's benefiting, because obviously I'm really good friends with Mitch from MotoFam, MotoFam's, like, a big, big, uh, big part of my heart, like, I, definitely something that I stand behind so he was on board with it and literally this week when I called and said like hey so we're still on right I was like so shocked that he's like yeah you know and so I'm, I'm really yeah so Biltwell I guess is a big reason why I got hot dog here that's excellent so is this is your first first time doing this Halloween show doing this, yeah doing an event period so are you planning on keeping it as like an annual show um I think I mean, please like, say yes because yeah. I love it. Right? I think so. That is the goal. That's why we we 2019 the shirts that we had done, um, or I don't know if we did. Did we? Uh, did, we we do want to do it again. These weeks leading up, I was like, I'm never doing this again. <laughs> but um, I think everyone who like it's like kind of like when you throw your kid's birthday party, but and then you say you're never doing another birthday. Yeah, party, yeah, yeah. But then you end up doing it again. So. Right, right. The obligation. Yeah. So, yeah, we will do it again. Hopefully, we'll be able to. Hopefully, it's a success. I mean, we're like an, a half an hour into it. But. Yeah, well, I mean, just let me know because, I mean, I would love to contribute. If you do it again next year, I'll put some art in the show yeah. again. So, um, is there anything else um, maybe that you want us to know about the hard work? Or or maybe if somebody wanted to put this on in their town, what what would you give as a advice to that person? Um use your like local re like your resources are big and keeping it local like Riverside is my hometown so oh yeah that's my hometown too yeah so um like I work for Golden Road so the bar across the restaurant across the street Prohibition they're giving free entry to their club tonight for me and so it's just kind of like use like your people and people that you can count on because like honestly like with the artists it was like fuck like are they gonna give me this shit back but we got lucky and every single artist turned in their piece 
turned in their stuff on time. Like, I mean, we well, we had a couple late ones, but they were awesome and it's worth it. But I got all the stuff back. Yeah, so I know. People I people that you can count on. People. I literally trust. came yesterday to drop <laughs> everything. I'm, I was you super nervous. Contact, you know, it was like keeping in contact. I would reach out every so often and do the check-in. But yeah, it's just a lot of moving parts. So I don't suggest doing it by yourself. Do not do it by yourself. Do you like have spreadsheets to keep track of all this stuff? Because it sounds like all of these moving parts. I, it's just even making breaking my brain trying to think of it. So is there like a, a, tr- a way you track it or a, a something a trick that works? So I old schooled in the beginning. I old schooled um, wrote it down on paper. Like I had the fifteen items that I knew were auction, and I like gave the opportunity to those fifteen artists to put something else in the show. And then when someone would reach out and say that they, you know, and I'd be out of auction items, I'd give them the opportunity. But I'd write it down. And literally this week, Luke and I sat down. Who Luke, who runs Mind and Mill Gallery Part, we kind of made a spreadsheet, an inventory sheet. So it was like, this is who's supposed to be in the show, this is what we already have, this is what it's going to cost or whatever, and checklisted it off up until today. Excellent, excellent. Well, again, I want to say thank you um, for doing this. One last question I was going to ask, what is the, uh, because I'm a native to Riverside, but I haven't been here in forever, so it's really like major nostalgia is hitting me. What is the motorcycle community like in Riverside? So um, I think that we have a good motorcycle community. There's a decent amount of us. We, like, we're really close to Quaid Harley-Davidson. We're really close to um, Riverside Harley-Davidson. So they do their bike nights and stuff, but nothing really in downtown. So I'm excited to make this like something that's going to bring motorcycle community here to downtown once a year, hopefully. Um, I do want to say that... Uh, a big person who made this happen, and I'm really excited. Beulah's already done it, but we have to thank uh, Tina from Indian Motorcycle, and Indian Motorcycle really helped us because these events, they cost money, they cost time, and, you know, they actually stepped up and helped us, and Beulah rode an Indian to Babes Right Out, and then I'll get my turn coming up soon to ride a, a 2020 Indian. So, Which, uh, which model? I think I'm going to do the Scout just because Beulah did the Dark Horse, or the bigger bike. I'd like to give our listeners um, a point of view from a, on a different bike. Okay, if you can get me the FTR, that would be amazing. No, I, no, I, I was thinking, I was like, so what's an option here? And maybe we're still going to talk about it. But um, Tina's been amazing, and it's that, that's the thing. Thank, like my, I couldn't have done it without my sponsors and my family and my friends, my close friends and family. I thank you, you guys, if you ever hear this. To listen, like I just want them to know that if I was ever an asshole, I am sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's really awesome, and thank you so much. We in the meter- motorcycle community really appreciate it. I love events like this. You know, it brings us together. We always, every time I go to an event, I always meet someone I've never met before, right? and awesome. we're like friends for life. So, yeah. I mean, it's super great. And one last thing. So, what is your costume tonight? So, I'm kind of like a Martian. Oh, nice. I dig it. So she's got, like, webbed fingers. We got, uh, that's what those are, right? And and we got a bright yellow wig and, like, kind of like a teal color body paint. So very super awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and coming out tonight and your art. It was awesome. Love the support. Excellent. Thank you. So, okay, let me do this. Hello. All right, so now we have Al. Um, My name is Jay. I'm from Creative Writing Podcast, and I have heard that you are kind of a good artist. Why don't you tell us about what you do and uh, give us a little insight into it? Oh, man. 
I guess, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to paint on stuff a little bit. I, uh, I'm a pinstriper, letterer, sign, traditional sign maker, uh, traditional style artist. I have an oil painting down there. I went to, I did a little bit of schooling. I went to Cal State Fullerton for it, but like I would say for the most part, I'm self-taught, especially in the medium that I'm working in now. So, uh, How long have you been doing like lettering and pinstriping and stuff? Oh man, lettering, pinstriping, I've been doing for about four years. Just, I mean, I've been a graffiti artist since I was That's four. where it all starts. <laughs> you gotta do those letters, man. Yeah. I've loved graffiti. Are you a local to Riverside? I am. Yeah, pretty much born and raised here. I was born in Palm Springs, but... Yeah, yeah, you know, I grew up in Riverside, and um, I'm, I followed Jeff Soto, his okay. art closely, and a couple of other graffiti artists that um, I knew in the yeah, scene. Yeah. All those guys, Jeff, Max. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's uh, a lot. My One of my best friends was the one... He passed away a few years ago, but he was the one that got me into graffiti. His name was Aker Jacob. Uh, he was a great guy, man. He passed away not too long ago. It kind of I just thought about him because we used to hang out right here all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's rough. You know, um, the lettering. So what <clears throat> with graffiti and then transitioning into lettering, would you say that it helped or is it like a completely different monster? Or what's, what's it like doing lettering and, and sign painting compared Oh, man, I think that you could always tell when someone's a graffiti artist because just their flow kind of works a little bit better. Like, I could look at a space and figure out how I'm going to, like, I do helmets is what I specialize in. So I got to figure out how to make it fit and make it work. And everything that I do, all my helmets are hand-drawn onto the helmet. Mm. Like, I don't sketch. I just use a stabilo on the helmet, and we go, and I go from there. But I, you could always tell when someone is a graffiti artist because the style and the flow of the letters kind of works a little bit. So you see that parents don't talk crap on graffiti because <laughs> this is like a career move here. He's talking about this is helping his career. So that's really that's really um, really insightful. So um, how often are like are you just constantly painting things? Do you work by commission? What is your business model? Oh man, I work. I'm constantly painting things, but. For the most part, I stay really busy with my with the helmet work that I got coming in. It's Instagram has been just a godsend to me because it's every time I do a new post, I'm getting eight to ten inquiries, and if I can make three or four of those into it a week, then it it goes pretty good. I got people sending me stuff from Alaska, Texas, like it's. Well, do you got anything like around the globe? Nothing around the globe yet, man. That would, that would be cool. This okay, we got some Australian people. I have some Australian friends. You guys got to send some stuff over here for out of the pain, okay? Um, so do you have a commissions list, or how does it work? Just like first come, first serve? Yeah, it's pretty much first come, first serve. Right now I'm about 10 helmets out. So like I, I'm looking about the 15th. So that, that, that's what I'm saying. I just said, like Connie had me do a helmet for the show last night. He's like, geez, thanks. You know, I'm already busy so, enough. Yeah, I was up till four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and then I woke up at eight to get the kids ready and clean the house oh, and do everything yeah, that we yeah. had to do. That's why she was saying like she couldn't have done it without me because it's been I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. I think that's really, I cannot say thank you to you guys enough. I think it's really awesome that you guys are putting this together and working together and coordinating. And then you as an artist also putting stuff in there. That's like really, really important. So I want to say thank you for that. Oh, man, it's it's fun. That's what we live for. I, I like to do it because my kids think that we're superheroes because we put this kind of stuff on. And I love you, their- you guys are superheroes. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
No, I, I wish. I, I wish it was that easy. But yeah, we have a we have a good time, and we're just all super hectic. So you kind of yeah, fall yeah, away yeah. from each other, fall away from things every now and then. But we always take a little time to reconnect yeah, yeah, yeah. and get it going. So, do you ride a motorcycle also? I do. Yeah. What do you ride? Uh, I ride a 2003 Dynalo Rider. Okay, nice. What do you think about the new Livewire? Oh man, Livewire uh, is pretty sweet. Actually, Brandon from Quaid Harley Davidson just hit me up, and he wants me to paint a mural on their window for their charging station that they're going to be having for the for the live wire. So that's so cool. let me know when I can test ride one. <laughs> I, I, he was saying he, he had to push it back because they found a glitch or something in the at the beginning, yeah, yeah. but yeah, he's excited for it. It's kind of yeah. I heard I yeah, I heard it's kind of fun. Like, I, I just want to I just want to try it out just to to see you know because I think it is the future in some respects and it's interesting to see Harley's take on it. So are you gonna are you gonna um, paint a live wire or just you said the window? I'm gonna paint the window. It's for their charging station for the live wire is gonna be. So it's gonna. That's going to be sick. So where is that located at so uh, we can check it out? Quaid Harley-Davidson is in Loma Linda. And, and when do you think that'll be finished? Oh, man, I don't He He said he's going to push back the start time just because they're not getting any of them in yet because they had to hold back on the on the assembly line, I guess. So uh, as soon as he, it comes up, I'll post it on my Instagram and the story, and we'll I'll do a, do a live feed, and we'll do a thing of me doing it. Excellent. So go ahead. Let's get your Instagram um, handle. And if you have any website or anywhere that people can check out your stuff, go ahead and let us have that. Uh, basically, I just use my Instagram. It's uh, at Al underscore Jeezy, uh, G-E-E-Z-Y. Man, that's, yeah, that's every, all my stuff. I even, I applied at Troy Lee and they're like, do you have a portfolio? I was like, I got an Instagram. <laughs> I'm the same way, right? It's like, just check it out, man. I mean, you, you're doing so much stuff. That's Everything amazing. That I do is on Instagram. That, that's so. how it is nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was curious, what type of paints do you use when you're paint, like letter painting, sign painting, uh, helmets and whatnot? Uh, so I use a oil-based enamel lacquer. Uh, it's called One Shot. There's also the Alpha enamels, which is great. Everybody, all the big guys are loving it. They named all the colors after all the big guys, like Sunny Boy has one. And yeah, yeah. My uh, girlfriend does. Um, she started teaching herself and uh she reached i know uh, alpha was sending out some samples like uh for like a dollar or something and the yeah. paint it looks really really high quality it is the coverage is great i just tried it a few times just because i have such a large quantity of one shot <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to go you know and i'm gonna push that aside and get all new paint you know unless unless james wants to send me um some free ones i'm down for that <laughs> yeah you hear that hook, hook your boy up yeah, over here totally. yeah it's yeah, I, I'm I'm excited about all the paint. I think at, for someone I'm, that's starting right now, like you said, your girlfriend's doing it. Uh, yeah, you just you just got to keep going, man. Like it's literally finding the consistency of the paint, is, and you get that flow. Like Connie was trying to paint with, she thought that she was just gonna be able to grab my enamels and do the helmet. Like and then she starts working with it, and she's like, uh, I I can't do this. Can you do it for me? I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I saw her doing it, and I love it. We absolutely both share the love and passion for it. You know, I'm an artist too. But for me, the thing that's keeping me from diving into it is the cleaning process. Because when it comes to, like, the art, when I'm done, I just like to put 
the pen down or whatever I'm working with and then just go. But she has to clean it and make sure the brushes don't get messed up. So <laughs> that's the difference between her and I. But um, how did you, like, did anyone mentor you or was it just like self-taught particularly in that genre? Yeah. Because I feel like it's kind of a niche thing, right? Or it, no? It completely is. Like I grew up racing bicycles and riding dirt bikes. So I just like Troy Lee, I wanted him to paint my helmet. Like that was like, when I was little, that's what I wanted, you know? So that's what got me into painting helmets. Uh, and then, so I kind of just, once I bought some one shot, I went on YouTube and there was only one person that really had like some real kind of knowledge in a good YouTube. And that was Steve Kafka, one of the greatest pinstripers ever. He kind of created scrolling and he's just insane. If you look at his stuff, it's just crazy. But, uh, I watched that. So it kind of like, I, just been thinking in the talks recently of doing my own YouTube channel, kind of, kind of informative, but not crazy. Just like I'm sitting there going, all right, we're going to do this. I want to do it more of a lifestyle and get into like the paint side of, and meet all the great painters like Pete downstairs and go rap with him and see what he does. And cause it's not really too much. There wasn't too much out there for me to learn. You know, yeah. I even talked to Pete recently because I feel like I've gotten to a point where it's just like all the tattooers, why they're always moving and they're trying to pick up tricks from in different shops. You know, it's right, not like right, they need right. to like go relocate. They just want to get different input from other people. So I told Pete, if you ever need any more hands, I'd love to come down because that guy's such a crazy master. Yeah, yeah. I, if you ever look at like it, all of his, all the a hundred bikes at Born Free this year were painted by him. Yeah. And the pinstriping is all like a sixteenth of an inch. If, there's no wiggle. It's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at it and you're just like, okay, this, and people say robots, right? But this, a human did it. Like, that's why I really appreciate artists who are able to do that because it's like, you could have a machine replicate that, but there's no heart and soul behind it. And so when I see art that is done by a human and it's so focused and so like pure passion, that's what I really find is powerful. So, yeah. You got to say no to vinyl. <laughs> I like it yeah I do and like I have a buddy I have a lot of returning customers a lot of people bring me stuff to because I paint on this too paint on this which I'm stoked on because I like painting on stuff yeah yeah you know if you're I really highly suggest you do the YouTube because if you did a YouTube and a Patreon we would be probably the first ones to sign up for it so you know let me know because I would definitely love to support you because I'm an artist I love to support artists we're always like trying to support the artist community so I just want to say thank you. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? No, man. I'm just really excited. Keep a lookout for my uh, for my YouTube channel because yeah, we, yeah. we did one and just a little tester the other day. Just uh, my buddy came over and he's filming it, so it's not going to be a I, iPod setup or a GoPro setup and a time lapse. So we're doing a full. Like camera, the whole thing. Excellent. Yeah, you know, just let me know. I'll, I'll uh, put it out in my circle and network of friends. And just that's what, that's what it's all about is word of mouth and just sharing sharing each other's work and, like, hyping each other up. Because if we don't do it, then nobody else is going to, right? Right. Yeah, man. You just got to share the love. I share. I love it. It's my favorite thing. It's so I, I feel so weird right now because I sit in the garage by myself constantly. No, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting for me because I'm an artist and now I'm just shoving a microphone in other artists faces, <laughs> but it's kind of cool because I get to like kind of talk to other artists. I like, I love that shit. Like I just vibe off of it. So it's really cool, but it sounds like they're announcing some stuff. So we're going to go ahead and get out there, but uh, thank you so much. Nice meeting you guys. Yeah. Thanks. Really? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Okay, so I'm gonna try to walk over here to Hot Dog Customs. We have a table. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Oh my God! I'm gonna I'm gonna shove this microphone in your face. Go ahead and tell the people who you are. My name is Pete Finland. I have a shop called Hot Dog Customs. Thank you. My name is Jay. I'm with Creative Writing Podcast. So, uh, what do you got set up here? Uh, I've got a display of kind of what I do. I'm going to do some live painting, some striping, and got a tank and some boards on display. That's super awesome. So we have a skate deck here. It's already got a skull on it with some red uh, spider webs. Super rad, super awesome. So what? What? Uh, which paint do you, is your favorite? Uh, paint brand, PPG. That's all I use. Ah, okay, PPG. Have you ever tried any of the other ones? Yeah, I've kind of used every kind of paint throughout the years, but can't go wrong with PPG. How long have you been painting for? Next year will be 40 years. Holy cow. So how long do you plan on continuing to pay for? Another 40. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How did you get into it? Uh, right out of high school, um, I was airbrushing and I got a job painting surfboards and realized that surfers wanted it for nothing. So I just naturally went to cars and bikes and all that. Yeah. And did anyone teach you or you self-taught? Most of it was self-taught, but I met people along the way that did a particular thing like striping or lettering and watched them and they gave me little hints, but it's all pretty much self-taught. Wow, that's amazing. Your work is basically just um, godfather. Like every, th every motorcycle show I've been to, I think I've seen your work there. So you are, very, I, I'm, I'm in awe to be speaking with you right now. Cool. And I, and I have fun doing it. So even after that long. So where do you, are you in, out of Riverside or what, what area are you uh, working out of? My shop is in Temecula. Oh, okay. So the Inland Empire. Um, do you have people that work with you or just kind of like solo? I have one helper who preps things and clear coats and all that. But other than that, it's just a one-man shop. And so what is the deal with the hot dogs? You just love hot dogs or what? Yep, I love hot dogs. So do you eat hot dogs every single day? Not every day. In fact, at my shop on Wednesdays, we make hot dogs and we call it Wiener Wednesday. So we have 20, 30, 40 people show up almost every Wednesday. Yeah, that's what Connie was telling me, the hot dog Wednesday. So do you have a favorite type of hot dog or how do you like your dogs? Normally just a stripe of yellow and a stripe of red. But I'd like to get creative since we do it every Wednesday and we'll put teriyaki and pineapple and pork and, you know. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's traditional dogs all the way. Yeah. Have, what about sausages? Do you like sausages? Yeah, sausages are good too, for sure. Yeah. Excellent. Um, wow. So what do you think about pinstriping and this type of work in our modern world? Do you think it's something that is like a dying art? I've heard some people say that. Or, or is it just being, it is continuing to be passed along? It just is more niche. Some people say it's dying and, and all that, but it's always going to be around. And there's people wanting to get into it now, but it almost seems like they don't want to put in the practice to do it super good. They just do it. And there's a big difference, you know? Yeah, it sounds like it takes a lot of dedication, a lot of focus. I mean, just like any art, you know, it doesn't come easy. If you want to do art, you got to be passionate. You got to be laser focused, right? Yeah, and the art part's totally creative, but... There's tools in the trade, and you have to learn how to use the tools properly. Now get creative. 
and guys want to skip that practice part and just try to be creative and you can tell uh, so you have painted on tanks skate decks helmets what was the most difficult thing for you to paint on uh, well, I also do cars, too, and I did one a couple years ago. It's a 1930 Model A Ford, and it's got a little over 3,000 hours in the paint. Wow. Just in the paint. I would be so scared of messing it up. How do you do it without getting nerves? It's part of that fun thing, and I'm just playing, kind of. It's work, and I get paid for it, but I like to keep it playing, you know? So do you, when you sit down to paint something, do you have a design in your mind or what is the process for you? Most of the time, I just kind of wing it. And, and when customers come in now, and I'm lucky I'm at the point now where, say, if you brought a bike to me, you would say, I like blue and that's it. Do your thing. And then I get to paint it like it's mine, you know? Excellent. Um, so like when there's flourishes and scrolls and things like that, is that... I'm always curious because, you know, I do more pen and paper type art. Um, and I know sometimes that's how it works for me. And sometimes when I see the artist do it, it just almost looks like black magic. Is that is that kind of like how it feels for you? You just kind of get into a flow? Yeah, when I'm doing a big paint job on a bike or a car, I kind of just walk around with a roll of tape and look at it. And then all of a sudden it's on. It just goes from there and there's no stopping kind of. Excellent. So do you have any advice or tips for maybe young artists who are interested in getting into art and um, maybe any, any words for them? I would say, and even this is somebody who's doing it for a while, practice, practice, practice. Don't give it away because that gets you discouraged and you don't want to try anything new. And try things new, you know. When you say give it away, like, what do you mean by that? Too cheap. If you... If you don't feel right when you're done, it's not right, you know? So you did it too cheap. And, and do you think that hot dogs maybe are the superpower, the super fuel that will keep you going? Hot dogs take care of everything. <laughs> All right, folks, you heard it there. The magic's in the hot dogs. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> How you get along? I'm doing good. All right, folks, so uh, we're walking around here, and uh, a giant just came up to me, and he said, hey, I know who you are, and I, and I was like, who are you? P-Money. All right, how are you doing today, sir? Doing very well. Yeah, uh, have you gotten a chance to look at all the art? We have. We've walked around a couple of times, picked out a few things, yep. Do you have a, a favorite piece that you've seen so far? There's a few pieces that are really nice. We haven't checked out your corner yet, though. So Yeah, you're not missing out on anything. That one's not that great. The, I kind of like the leather one. They put the leather work by the leather area. That was pretty, imp that was pretty smart of them. I like that. Um, yeah, we, actually picked, we actually picked up a couple of leather pieces just now, a keychain and a small wallet. Oh, nice. Yeah, the leather work that they're doing um, over there, Redbeard, it's really, really amazing, like high quality. Yeah, it's really, really good stuff. Yep. So did you ride Did you ride in today? We. We didn't ride in today. Boo! I came all the way from Long Beach. Boo! But if we buy something big, then how would we get it home? Uh, I have a duffel bag for that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I brought, I strapped all of that art, so that piece that right there, and then those three over there, 
Right. Yeah, they all see the the, the mask one. Yeah. Um, I recognize that one because that one's similar to uh, to something that you sent over to my house with the stickers. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. The uh, the gas mask. Yep. Um, but they all have glass, so I had to wrap them, triple wrap them in towels, and then just like tape them, and then put more towels, and then put it on the back of my bike. So yeah, there's ways there's ways to make it happen. Impressive, impressive. I gotta say. Awesome. So. Is there anything you want to share with the with the uh, podcast community before we head out? Um, no, it's it's a pretty cool show. I wish I could have taken my bike up here today, but it just didn't work out for me. Um, but but all the artwork is super nice. I mean, yeah, nice. And thank you for the support. I, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll have to uh, coordinate a ride sometime so we can all, all the uh, pod pod boys, wigs, and uh, junkie. We we should all ride together. Okay, that would be excellent. Thank you. What can, I, what can I say? That was an amazing episode 197. Hey, thank you to everybody who participated in Spooky Spokes. We need to pick a patron winner. Jay, I'm going to pop the patrons on the screen right now, and I want you to f- flubble through this list and pick a winner. Okay, I'm just going to close my eyes, and I'm going to move my finger, and then wherever it stops, that's going to be the winner, okay? okay. That way it's, that way it's random. And I want to say to Sandra and Chris, okay. when you stop, I'll stop. What's it on? It's on Lance. Lance Perry. Lance you buddy. are our patron winner for spook. Excuse me for Spooky Spokes. Um, Sandra, you are our winner for Spooky Spokes submission of the year. And guess what? Chris Singsheim, you are our winner for Spooky Spokes uh, field category for venturing out into the field and uh, doing something creepy. So we have three winners this year. We've never had that before. And I have to say, uh, Sandra was like nervous about her submission and she said it was nerve wracking. That's one of the best stories we've had in a while. I have to say that uh, a few of them stick out every year in my head. Um, and that's going to rank right up there in the Taj Mahal of Spooky Spokes. And thank you so much, Chris, for doing your yearly one year. You fought the uh, the Beast of Bray Road for us, and that thing almost ate you. <laughs> and this year, you uh, went out to a spooky little cemetery and almost got eaten by a raccoon or something. Um, so, yes, thank you so much. The three of you will have stuff coming to you. Also, I do want to say to Ray and Corey, I believe you guys both are owed something. Ray, for being one of the first people to, the word of the week was creative, and nobody was here, I don't think, to take it. Um, so you mentioned it in the Patreon chat. You were actually hanging out live with us when we said it. <laughs> and then Corey, you get something, I think, for being our, I forget what it was for. We're giving you something out of the box of S. That's what it is. Um, so both of you guys will get something random out of our box of shit that we have over here. Um, it could be an awesome poster. It could be a sticker. It could be a microphone cover. Or it could be a business card. There's a, <laughs> or a I'm, wig. Or a wig. I'm just going to reach into that box and whatever I pull out, it could be It could be awesome. It could be lame. So it is what it is. But you guys are still owed those things. I'm going to ship everything out in our October shipment. 
Um, and so I know you guys have probably been waiting around since September for these things. So I'm, I apologize for that, but also, yes, thank you everybody. Thank you patrons. And, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Slay J, where can people find you on the, uh, Insta Grizzles and your new company, the flying banana incorporated, uh, the underscore flying banana on Instagram and then flying banana.bigcartel.com. Uh, we just released a, a new sticker, two new stickers, the Hooked on Writing. It's in a holographic background. And then we have a special design that my buddy Z did for me. It's a banana that's in a wheelchair. And this is my alter ego. And I absolutely love it. It's super awesome. He just busted it out for me. And so I just want to let everyone know that the Flying Banana um Incorporated is actually where I'm growing it out to be more of an artist collective. So um, I have on board my buddy Z. We're going to be start putting out some different designs. Um, we're going to have some prints available. So please uh, stay tuned. Check it out. Tell your friends about it. And like I said, this is something that I'm trying to make sustainable for myself. I don't know what my employment future is going to look like due to my injury. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Thank you so much to everyone who's helped supporting um, me so far. And I appreciate, I love doing art for you guys. So always reach out to me. I've got a list of commissions that I'm working through, but uh, DMs are always open. Thank you. Yeah. And I would like to say, I think Gary Canary and whoever that was with him, I think her name was Mar Banana. We're flying out over the desert. I think they said they spotted Wiggins out there hiding under some sagebrush. So I'm not 100% sure, uh, but he uh, may not be back on the show for a little while unless he finds his way back home. But if he is or if anybody can contact him, make sure you hit him up at Field Initiative Knives. I think Chris Singsheim actually stated in his Spooky Spoke last week that he used a... He had his knife on him, uh, so he was not too too scared. And then also check us out at creative-writing.com or creative underscore writer on Twitter. There's a lot of cool, fun stuff happening on Twitter right now. Just uh, ask any, anybody who's on Twitter. Um, Instagram and Facebook is Creative Writing Podcast. And hit us up. We, if you have any ideas or any cool show ideas or any music or art that you'd like to share, let us know. Um, now that we're probably going to be pandering for Patreon uh, more patrons to help us um, advance because we really wanted to I was really looking forward to stepping it up once we got a couple more Patreon dollars and then a couple patrons dropped off so what's uh, we'd love to get yeah like people involved engagement yeah. ideas like um, I got it and I got to figure out I'm disappointed that we have listeners chiming in on Discord and then it's like not working for them or whatever so we need to figure out a different platform and and that's the one that works Patreon unfortunately that doesn't mean that's the one that we have to use. We'll figure it out. Um, and YouTube quit doing like live stuff. We might just do Skype chats together. But whatever it is, let us know if there's something you want to hear. Let us know if there's something you want to contribute to our motorcycle scan segment. Um, did we miss the bar on handlebars this week? Um, let us know. And thank you again for Jay for uh, participating in this week's Word of the Week. We're gonna have, I'm going to have to go find out who submitted the word hot. And tell him that was job well ooh, done, my friend. Job ooh, well done. You, I still, <laughs> I'm, I'm still heated over that. I just can't believe I walked straight yeah. into it. All right. Well, with that, we uh, we're looking forward to episode 200, which is coming up in about 
three more episodes, and I gotta get Jay out of here. You know, somebody threw a tomato at my window last week yeah. when you left. Only they left it in the can. They can't handle the banana <laughs> farting around. It's waking them up from yeah. their we go out here watch it's it's like 9 30 right now i bet you like all the lights are off in this oh no they're, it's a bunch they're, of, they're about to boot me out it's i'm a bunch gonna go out there people. next week and my tires are gonna be flat <laughs> yeah, it's like your bananas up on blocks all right guys well with that we are audi 5k bye, bye.